0: Hi everyone, this is the Digital Look Reads, and I'm Savannah with Miss N. And today, I mean, this is the first podcast episode. It's a pet project that we're doing. The Digital Look is a collective between the two of us where, you know, we have about 10 years of digital communications experience and We've sort of been playing around with different platforms and areas and, you know, creating content and videos. And so we decided this year to try to read 12 books and we're going to record our reactions to them. Yeah, I think it'll be really fun. Join us on this journey and feel free to follow us at the digital look on Instagram. Amazing. So for today's first episode, first episode
1: ever, we'll be looking into the book, Conversations on Love, by Natasha Lynn and this book is about an investigation of love in all its forms, featuring conversations with many writers and many folks, many other folks. To be honest with all of you listeners, Savannah and
0: I have not finished the book. I have read 60% of the book, and how about you, Savannah? <laughs> I read a good portion of the book, about 30%, so (laughs) I'm uh, very prepared for this. Yeah, very, very, very prepared.
1: As we were uh, chatting about this before our recording, we were saying that essentially, you know, you just got to show up for things, right? So this is us showing up. Even if it's incomplete, we're still showing up. So we're going to use this time to use the book as a a launching pad for our discussions because... A lot of the things that the author explored when it comes to love and relationships and friendships is actually a lot of the things that we've been talking about on you know, on our own as well. So I think it's a great topic to really explore and at the end of all of this we'll let you know if you know, based on where we are in our reading journey for this book,
0: if it's worth
1: continuing or if we're going to continue and all of that. So,
0: yeah. I also think it's important to highlight because this is sort of like a brainchild of us wanting to read more this year. So we're going to try to split this podcast into six reviews of nonfiction books, six reviews of fiction books, sort of going it alternatively um, each month. But I do think that, like, I feel like once you hit the 30% point, that's when you'll know if it's a good book, if it's something that you're going to sort of shelve, or if it's something that you're just going to not read ever again. So that's, I mean, <laughs> I I only read 30%. So that's, that's where I'm just leaning into that now. <laughs> for sure. Let's just so,
1: so I guess I'll start things off and ask you, Savannah, what has stood out for you? reading this book up to the point that you've read so far?
0: I mean, I think when we first, I forget who, which one of us, I can't remember if it was me or you that found it first, but I do know like at the time that I was looking it up, I I felt like I was really looking for something to sort of just touch upon like what, what is love? What is friendship? What are the types of love? And it seemed like it was a really good, even like, from the percentage that I've read, like it has such a good range of experiences and stories. And I don't know, I think that was, like, the core of the book was just really great to sort of like dive into these, these things and these, these human experiences that we all have, which is fantastic. For sure.
1: Yeah, I think it's the same for me. I think I think you had recommended the book that we should read it. And then when I started reading it, a lot of it really dives into a lot of our vulnerabilities, right? And a lot of the things that sometimes we're really afraid to bring up, whether that's like our insecurities about, you know, our relationships or our insecurities about ourselves. And I think that was, you know, when I was writing my notes about what I was reading, I was like saying, wow, like these are things, I mean, I've talked about it with my therapist and stuff, but I don't normally talk about like friendship insecurities or relationship insecurities in my mm-hmm. like day-to-day friendships, right? Or like in our day-to-day relationships. So, I thought that was really it, that was really good just just because it kind of shows how human we all are when we start talking about those things.
0: I do think like it's like I feel like the title conversations on love you immediately think of just, like, romantic relationships and how, like, I don't know, I feel like with a lot of media, not so much nowadays, I feel like, but when we were growing up, a lot of the media was, like, well, you have to fall in love, and it's going to be, like, this special person and, like, this partner for life, and I think only now are we starting to realize that, like, having love for your friend or even, like, family, like, just, just, like, your parents, your siblings like that type of love isn't really discussed and it's not really acknowledged that much. So I think it was real, like, I mean, I I can't remember from too much in the beginning, but she does really sort of focus on highlighting the different layers of like what love is. So I, I thought like that was really important. Like it was such an important thing to note within the beginning. For sure, definitely. I think there is one quote. I'm wondering like,
1: what you thought about this quote that I really love where she had mentioned, love is a lifelong project, a story that we can't skip to the end of. How lucky are we to know we will never finish it because there is never a final page, only a series of beginnings. And this is one of Mm -hmm. them. And she started the book off with that kind of quote. And I was like, oh, that's like, that is so true. Like in terms of, you know, our love, for people where it's like it's constantly evolving in the way you know we 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 bond or connect with people right and even if and I think that's one of the things that I kind of got from the 60% that I read where it's like (laughs) even if like people leave your lives like your life it's still it's still you know it still evolves even after right because you know they're still kind of echoing in the way that you you kind of leave your life, right? So I don't know. What did you think about that?
0: I um. I mean, going off of your thoughts, it's like the nostalgia piece too, right? Like I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where like I've looked back on a form of love with hate or like anger. It's always just been like a reference to the past or like an ending and and still feeling that bit of love of like, you know, when you are, like let's say like when you're when you have a friend and you sort of drift apart, you know, like that that there is like some form of like falling in love with that person because you just like vibe and you get to know each other and you you build this like intense connection, but it's never ideal, like idealized as like this passion or whatever, but it's still like a moment in time in your life where that's important. Um so I think yeah it's 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 interesting to think about yeah love just being like all of these different notes of passages of time and and those memories but I don't think love is ever like we it's like just for me I'm like the friendship love is always like the thing that hurts the most when like when you lose somebody right but it's never like in anger or at least in my my experience
1: Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's, like, one of the, like, the topics that I wanted to talk to you about for, for this podcast, like, that, that sense of grief when it comes to friendships, right, Mm -hmm. where, at least, like, from my experience, like, I've never, I know that people, like, leave your, your life sometimes, but I've always been the type of person that wants everyone that I've ever been friends with, which is, like, impossible, right? (laughs) what yeah. I've ever bonded
0: with or connected with to never leave my life <laughs> like I just imagine want... your contact list like on your phone <laughs> it's Stop just here. like 3,000 people
1: like <laughs> right like it's so interesting where it's like I just don't want them to leave and it's and I've I've, I've gone through moments where I've held on to friendships so much or really you know been the one that's always like the 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 one connecting with them because i'm like i don't want like a part of me yeah like, i don't want you to leave my life but then like they don't reciprocate so obviously it dies anyway right yeah well um, so i yeah. was wondering like how you kind of deal with that because i personally struggle with that kind of like
0: letting go uh when that season of friendship is actually done yeah i mean it this kind of leads perfectly because i was going to mention like, at the beginning of the book, there like, the dedication has a line where uh, it says, for anyone who feels lost in longing. And I like, that's what it is, right? Like, when you do, I mean, I, I, I've had a lot of experiences in my life, especially with friendships where like, I, there's like these dedicated pages, or like chapters in my life where I have like, a group of friends or like a really good like close friend and eventually like you know something happens we you know i like i move or they move or there's like some sort of like loss and it's like it it does suck. like it's the worst thing when you do realize like however however long like it could be a day after something happens or it could be like two months and you're like wait <laughs> This person is like, who who was my person that I talked to every day or like whatever, you know, you have like that intense connection and then you lose it and um, there's so much grief around it. And then you're just sort of stuck because like the grief around losing a friend, especially if they're still alive, like that grief yeah. is so weird and nobody talks about it, but I feel like everyone goes through it. For sure. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like if you... Break up with somebody, everybody gets it. But if you like have a friend that just randomly exits your life, or things happen and you sort of like lose that distance or that that friendship, it's like you're just going at it alone, and so you're you're lost in that longing. And I think yeah, it was like that. When I I think when I I'm I'm going through like the story graph notes, and I'm like I'm already in my feels about this.
1: I, t- I, I totally agree with you. I, when you were talking about that, I, I kind of was reminded. I don't remember if it was like a poem I wrote or a poem somebody else's, uh, someone else wrote, but there is that grief of, you know, when your friend, when you're friends with someone, it's like you're in that picture frame with them, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. suddenly when they're no longer in your life, you're out of that frame, but you still, I mean, if you still follow them on Instagram, <laughs> like, you
0: know, it's hard to like totally social concerned. relationship is <laughs> like, <weird.
1: laughs> Like, you know, it's almost like you're in the periphery now. And it's yeah. like, I think that's one of the hardest things I've found where it's like, you know, if, especially if it's not like, it wasn't like a, you know, like a big blow up where it's like, I'll never be friends with you. It's just like, people drifting apart yeah there is that grief right of like seeing someone let's say on social and seeing that picture frame of them with their lives and they're going you know all of that stuff and then knowing that oh that's someone I used to know that's someone that I used to you know hang out with on Mm -hmm. a regular basis and now I'm you know maybe I'm just an acquaintance or even maybe I'm just now a stranger and yeah that's it's, it's what you were saying, right? Of like, if someone exits your life, when they're still alive, Mm -hmm. there is that loss that people don't talk about. And then you don't really know how to navigate it. Because it's like, it's like what you're saying, right? Like a romantic relationship, it's like, if you break up, then obviously, you know, there is that process. And then, you know, you move on or whatever. But what about friendships? Like, what is that process of grieving? What is that process of like, you know, accepting that, you know, they
0: might never come back into your life Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it is interesting to see is especially like when (laughs) when you are still like friends like in quotations with them on social you're still following each other it gets worse when they do unfollow you or if like something happens where like you know somebody blocks the other person and then you're like checking on their social and then they're gone and you're like oh no (laughs) But um it is like the weirdest feeling. I feel like I'm I'm immediately thinking of like my childhood best friend who like for ten years we were like through thick and thin. Like I moved how like I moved like what ten hours away from her and we like still kept that distance working where like I would visit her every summer and then college happened and we just like stopped talking. But it's like now it's been ten years since since the friendship ended (laughs) we're still friends like on Facebook we're still friends on Instagram like but we don't like we don't like any of each other's like photos I mean she'll view my stories I I don't see her profile pop up on mine too often but it's the weirdest experience being like oh I know I remember like this exact moment in elementary school, like grade four. And this is like what prompted us to be friends. And then all of a sudden like college happens and it dies and you're just like, there's this empty space and I don't know how to fill it. And it's like this weird void. And you, it's like, you can't, I mean, at the time, especially in college, you're like, I'm not going to address this. It's like emotionally you're immature. Like (laughs) you can't deal with it.
1: (laughs) I I guess like one of my other questions related to this, uh jumping off what you were saying is that so there is that grief too, like when you you know mm-hmm. exits your life. But what about like those instances where you know, like what you just what you're just saying, like what if your friend invites you for coffee? And wants to reconnect, and then you find out you have like, because that has happened to me. Oh, nothing in common. You have like nothing in common. Like that happened to me, like with one of my like elementary school friends, and we were like what you were saying, we were like best friends and whatever. And then I remember like meeting her up for like I don't know, I think it was like for for like some dessert thing, mm-hmm. and I just realized like you change like from elementary yeah. to like college, right? And it's like I'm I don't know like what we bonded on like when we were younger. Maybe I don't know, we were just in the same class. We, we yeah. same, I have no idea. We like chocolate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like those very juvenile things where yeah, yeah. You have like there's no there's no like tangible reason besides like, oh, we sat in the same room mm-hmm. for eight hours a day and then we saw each other like outside of the school. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think, like, that That one childhood friend that I had, um, we did try to reconnect, like, maybe closer to the end of my college career. And uh, there was, like, she she came down to Toronto area to visit, and it was, like, the strangest thing because she – her life had excelled so much quicker than mine. Like I was still in college and I think like she, she was like married at the time she had like three kids. And I was like, I have no idea how to like create conversation. Like (laughs) (laughs) like, the life experiences were just so like, we were I felt so much more behind in life than her. And I think it was also vice versa because she didn't go to college. She like started her family. So it was like, we were on like polar opposite ends. And I think during that time, I just tried to reminisce a lot with her.
1: Oh, saying yes.
0: Yeah. So it was like, you know, doing those throwbacks of like, Oh, do you remember when this happened? Or like, do you know, um how so and so is doing.
1: It's so funny, right? Like I, yeah. I i when I think about my own like whenever I do like those catch up meetups with people I've I've known like for so long. That seems to be the go-to if there's nothing to talk about, right? Where yeah. it's almost like this cheat code of like trying to get into the same feelings as you had 15 years ago or whatever and laugh at the same things and
0: then afterwards you're like
1: okay so what do we
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like how do I insert a new piece of my life right Uh... (laughs) (laughs) yeah so school right um (laughs) (laughs) like just both heavy into your careers
1: (laughs) I think what's interesting though like I and we've talked about this before too where like that those kind of different types of friendships so this seems to be evolving into a friendship podcast which is like totally totally <laughs> great um but like what you were saying about like how you know like someone that we've known for like 15 years um that we have a really long history with and then someone that we know like really re- recently so like for all you podcast listeners like savannah and i have known each other since 20, like 2017
0: yeah 2017 <laughs> five five years five years <laughs> Okay, for, wait, I, I do want to say, like, I was thinking about this recently, and I can't believe it's only been five years, like, <laughs> it feels like three lifetimes.
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit about, like, our friendship, since yeah. it's yeah. like, you know, a conversation on, on love and friendships and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I also can't believe it's been five years, I, I mean, my first impression, like we were working in the same place and Savannah's heard this a million times before, but my first impression of Savannah was like, my competition. (laughs) We had exactly the same role and I was not sure how to like, you know, I was like, I don't know, like, is this person going to be competitive with me or is this person going to be like nice to me? But like, she was pretty chill. And then I don't remember how we became friends.
0: Well, and okay, like, on my perspective, it was so funny, because I remember, because I had started a week before you. Yeah. And so I remember like, finding out, I think I heard the news that you got hired, like my first weekend, and they're like, she's starting next week or whatever. But I was at the time, I was like, Oh, I didn't know there was gonna be a second person in this role. And then my initial reaction was like, I am so excited to meet this person.
1: (laughs) You're so optimistic. (laughs) to think about it like i mean i'm jumping ahead of uh, the game but like when we ended so like my just to like let everyone know like my perspective back then when it comes to friendship i had very low expectations with people like staying in my life and so i i whenever i meet people i'm like these people will not stay in my life so (laughs) our
0: contract was only for i think it was like about three or four it was very short right it was, it was very short. short it was like maybe yeah four months but then we kept extending it i think we eventually we did what eight eight seven months, months? Yeah, yeah, yeah eight yeah. months
1: and after we ended i literally remember writing in my journal i'm like i don't think that you know savannah and I will be friends after this but you know that was fun <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't remember. I feel like I feel like I have like like golden retriever energy when it comes to our friendship because at the time I was like I can't wait to like talk to uh her more. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna keep this up. <laughs> it was great. No, it was great, and then here we are, <laughs> five plus years later. Yeah, I forget. Like I I do, from what I remember, in terms of like our early friendship we like it was definitely weird times because like our roles were so new they were really funded by a certain like the organization had gotten like a huge grant for an event so our our positions were like brand new and we were just there to sort of like fill space and help the communications team so even our roles like I think They were identical and they didn't have like any sort of idea of like where our experience like lied. I do remember, I feel like the first thing, like my first week I was having to like edit images or like do image credits or something like that. But then I had gotten a different task and I was like, oh, it's uh, Miss Ends." Like first, or it was like one of your f- first few days, and I was like, "Can I give this to her? <laughs> like, can can you help me with these images?" <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just like a series of like G chats oh, and. Yes g
1: -G chats really were helpful in the establishing (laughs) our friendship it was,
0: and like i think the turning point was when we were we found some vulnerability with each other yes over like it was a common ground of like i didn't like uh we were we were both struggling with getting the tone and voice of the organization
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I, i i don't remember who said what it was i feel like it was probably me being like i don't know how to write this like can you help out? Because I, I I feel like we were sort of pitted against each other in some sense because it was always like, you know, uh, we would write different things and then one of us would be like, congratulated, but we didn't know what the other one was really doing. So I remember I feel like I was like, I don't know how to write this. And then you were able to like jump in and help out. And then we finally, like, bonded over the fact that we both didn't know what we were doing.
1: <laughs> I think I still have those texts. I think, yeah, I think it was, I think we were texting and, like, our, I guess our boss at that time, I had a similar experience as you, like, may, maybe, like, a few days later. And then, yeah, I think we started talking about it. And then I was like, but I thought you you, you were getting the voice. And you're like, no, I thought you were getting the voice. And I'm like, No. <laughs> Okay, I guess we can work together now. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, I think, like, we sort of became, like, wonder twins with the job itself. Because I, I, at the end of our contract, like, a lot of people were just amazed by our ability to work together. Which I feel like is pretty unheard of when it comes to, Because I mean, like, how you entered into the role thinking it was going to be, like, competition. Yeah. I feel like like that happens so much like I haven't worked with like a lot of other digital teams but I feel like it's pretty normal for that to happen and so it was definitely like the vulnerability and I don't know I I feel like there's something about like just being open Mm -hmm. to collaboration and and building a connection that way that like really formed like our friendship
1: for sure and I think that's
0: that's at the very core,
1: right, of really having those deeper bonds with people. And I think, I mean, I've struggled with it a lot in terms of like, you know, opening up to people and all that stuff. But it's really when you are vulnerable and then you see the other person also going through. It might not be like similar things, but you kind of see similar kind of struggles. Then it's it's almost a sense of like that not feeling alone in that in the mm-hmm. struggle. Is a a way to
0: bond more, right? A way to connect
1: more.
0: I think, yeah, it's like, it's honestly the scariest thing. And I mean, I feel like the book does touch upon that with, in terms of like relationships and like the conversations on love, is like, allow, even just allowing yourself to be in love is an act of like vulnerability and sometimes like an act of resilience. And we're so used to having, to put up some form of like shield or guard or like safety net so that we can avoid it. But it's it's really when we have those moments of vulnerability where you can find common ground that that sometimes it helps really peak and build that relationship. And yet it's the scariest thing ever. It's it's like the weirdest <laughs> the weirdest thing in life.
1: I wonder if you ever struggle with knowing when to like be open with all of your crap <laughs> or like when do you hold back I find that I, I struggle with that sometimes when I'm meeting you know I meet a new person and I'm like this person's cool um, and then I'm like okay and I know it's like it's not just like you know you're just trying to please them right like you also have to be like is this person good in my life and are they you know are they like meeting also what I want in a friendship or in a relationship and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But there's also still like that, you know, that moment where you're like, okay, when is the moment where I feel okay with, um, you know, just starting, you know, li- little drips and drabs of like other stuff that might not be like what my usual, like, you know, happy go lucky self. Is, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're like, when, when can I, um, <laughs> when can I show you my mental illness? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny
1: right because it's like you know everyone goes through struggle yeah you know everyone has these challenges so it's funny that like there is that that hesitancy to be like you know I shall not show until I really know <laughs> you're okay
0: yeah well and it's also like it could be it's so scary because it's like especially when it's like a new friendship or relationship you're there's like that ebb and flow of like Um, like, how much do I want to be vulnerable with them? Are they going to reciprocate? And if they do reciprocate, like, is it going to be healthy? Like, I think the biggest struggle that we do have in any, like, friendship or, like, romantic or even, like, with our family members, it's, like, really trying to understand those ley lines of, like, when am I going too far? When am I like relying too much, when am i giving up too much information? And then also like am i doing the same for them? Like am i meeting them at their same like wavelength or vibe or whatever? And it's yeah, it's like the most interesting thing to think about is like when does that foundation finally start to like click into place where you're like okay, i can open up a little bit more and they're going to reciprocate and it's going to be healthy and, like, comfortable or whatever, like, safe. For sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, like, I think it's okay. Like, my stance on it is I think that it's okay to take your time. Mm. Sure, because it, you, you don't have to trust everyone in the world, right? Like, that's just, like, impossible to do. And you might, you know, you, you you could get hurt, right? So it is good to have those boundaries at first. But I think that when you've seen a person... And you've seen that, you know, they seem like they're okay. So there is a point where sometimes you just have to take the leap, right? Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's like, it might not turn out well, but in the moments that it does turn out well, it can be such a beautiful experience when they meet you where you're at, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, it's hard because that's like the biggest risk that you don't want to take because you're like, I just want to like hide my heart. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it, it's beautiful when it it does like because we're I don't know we're very connected as people and we need people but sometimes I wish like we don't
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. independent people uh, why do we crave this connection <laughs> yes why are we made like this it's beautiful. <laughs> Why are we supposed to want to like build relationships? Like it makes sense. So it's, it's a flaw in like our human nature. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I do think, and I mean, I'm sure you you have more experience with the book like, at your sixty percent, but I do get the sense that. Like there's a reason why this book was created and why these conversations on love are happening. And I think like we're we're touching upon it right now that like we, we have this longing. We have this need to build connection and like form some sort of sense of like safety with others. And I do think like as much as it sucks to have to like go out and meet people and like learn how to trust and also like I don't know. Nowadays like information is scary. Like the digital age makes it really easy for people to like find everything out about you. And so it's like when you do start letting them into your life and you're like, "Oh, I'm going through this thing." Like you don't know. They could they could leak that information in some sense and it that's like that's terrifying. But it is interesting that like we're like it's just this like human thing that we we need like love and and relationships and connection. Yeah, it's just the most interesting thing. Yeah,
1: totally. I agree with you completely. There's a portion in the book that I've noted down where the author says love is about finding a home, and I think I think that really touches upon. I mean, we're we were joking about like how why do we need like connections, but I think you know. I think that's that's it right there is that what you're saying in terms of like there is a craving or a longing for the sense of home the sense of security the sense of like safety and it's like throughout our whole lives you know our parents won't live forever our friends Mm -hmm. won't live forever people will come and go and we're all kind of like paddling in this I'm, like, mixing so many metaphors here, but it's, like, (laughs) (laughs) this is how I am. Um, But we're, like, paddling this, like, canoe all on our own, right? But, you know, it makes it easier when in certain segments of our lives, we're paddling it with other people as well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, It's true. I mean, I do think about how, like, our ancestors grew up in the world where, you know, if they lived in, like, a township or whatever. Like, we had these, like, large familial bonds where, like, we would have our family living, you know, you would have three generations of, like, the same family living together. Or whoever you lived around would be your friends. Like, having, like, living in a house and your neighbors are your friends. We have gone so long in that type of, like, setting And I think now because we're so digital and we're so like we isolate ourselves all the time and especially now getting out of the pandemic, like it's been, I don't know, I feel like it's so much harder to build those connections, but it's like our ancestral blood wants us to like make connections in the same like area, environment that we currently are. And so it's weird when like the connection is, like, this, like, what we're doing here, virtual, we're, like, we're, like, what, an hour and a half apart, and, like, this is, this is, like, how our friendship has grown, like, we've always been, (laughs) I mean, that's just, that's just because of the area that we're in, but, like, (laughs) it's, like, that's unusual, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah. I I think that, that is so interesting, I mean, for all you listeners out there, the way, I mean, we started on Gchat, We barely talk, actually, (laughs) in person. People, like, in the first few months, they they thought we weren't friends at all because we weren't even talking to each other. (laughs) Yeah. But we were actually um, G-chatting each other, like, every single moment. If, like, our boss did something, we could, like, type, 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 type. It looked like we were working, but no, we were, like,
0: typing, typing, typing. Um, (laughs) I mean, if they actually looked at our screens, like... (laughs) it was just
1: like that little piece, right? <laughs> oh man oh. Um, but yeah it's like i i find our our friendship really fascinating where i mean even like how we communicate now like we we leave voice notes to each other and we're we don't even call each other we <laughs> cuz like i personally hate phone calls and real life conversations. <laughs>
0: So um, it's a podcast, where, <laughs> where you have to like <laughs> do a live conversation. <laughs> it's recorded too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's me sitting outside of my comfort zone and then if there are people listening, then at least they will understand who I am. Without <laughs> me having to explain it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs>
1: But yeah like I, I find it interesting like how if you look at our friendship it's it's actually it's not like the typical of like you know constantly calling each other or I mean, I barely even see you. I think I see you like three times a <laughs> year, which is like super wild right? but I don't feel like I don't know you. I feel like I know you because like we text or like leave voice notes to each other every single day, right So yeah, feels so part of your life, even though physically. Or, like, even in live conversations, we never do that,
0: right? Yeah, it, it is when um it's, like, hilarious when, like, I'm meeting people and I'm, like, yeah, I have this best friend. Um, and they're, like, okay, cool. And it's, like, there's, like, no photos of us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, yeah, we see each other three times. But, you know, like, I'm, I'm messaging her right now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I think it'll be, like, moving towards the future. I do wonder, like, what relationships are going to look like. I do feel like it's getting more normalized to have, like, not impersonal, but, like, it, it, it does feel impersonal that, like, we just really talk through text or through voice notes. But I do think it, like, opens up, I don't know, for more like vulnerability. Like I do think us doing voice notes to each other allowed us to reform those connections that like we may have started to lose grip on in terms of like being vulnerable with each other and like opening our lives up. And it's also nice just to be able to like, be like, I I have like this 15 minutes in my day. This is what's going on. And this is like something that I just need to talk to somebody about. And like there's a sense of like trust that you know if i do that for you you're going to listen um and then provide like if i ask for you know support or like a question or whatever like that you'll you'll be there to answer so yeah it is it's strange but i think it like it works really well
1: yeah totally right <laughs> and i think I, don't, I i forget if it was this book or another book that i was reading <laughs> so sorry so sorry right. but I think that touches upon like the point that some like relationships or friendships kind of kind of go through when say, you know, someone gets pregnant or someone,
0: Mm.
1: you know, has a new partner or whatever. Right. And then they suddenly like disappear from someone's life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that happens because they don't have the time anymore to be like, okay, like I can spend this much time talking whenever that person is fear or whatever. Right. And it's an interesting like way to kind of sidestep around that of like, it's almost like you're trying, you're, you're like, we're compromising in some ways. Yeah. Right yeah. We're, I'm like, I'm available. When I'm available, I listen to your voice note. I like answer and all of that. And there's, and I think it's, it works because there's no pressure mm-hmm. to be there, you know, right at the very moment. Cause I know, I mean, I know that if there's really an emergency, you would call me. And you know that I hate phone calls. Like, so I know that it would be an yeah. emergency and I would answer it. Like, I know that I would be available to you when you really need me. Yeah. And, but if it's like a voice note or whatever, like, there's no pressure. And I feel okay about that. So it, it's almost like letting that friendship breathe without pressure on it.
0: Yeah. I um I mean, within the 30% that I read, there was a chapter or, like, a section of a chapter that I read where, like, one of the people talked about, like, losing the idea of expectations in a relationship and letting it breathe and let it sort of just, like, happen organically. And, like, while you were talking, I was just thinking about how a lot of our conversations don't ever really happen in real time. Like it's just like there are some times where we are like actively texting each other and like instant messaging. But a lot of the times it's like, you know, you'll send me a voice note in the morning or afternoon and like I will send my reactions like later on or it's, yeah, it's interesting that like we have somehow compromised and like lowered (laughs) the expectations because I do think like with a lot of my other, friendships there is that like need for um like confirmation or like knowledge that like if I send them a message like I would want them to respond immediately which is like so weird to think about that like we've completely dissolved that
1: I have no idea, like how we kind of. I mean, we never talked about it. (laughs) It Was never like Savannah. I do not want to answer you right away. I think you knew that I hated phone calls. I don't know if you. I actually never asked you. Like, do you like phone calls, and do you prefer me calling you?
0: (laughs) I mean, it's (laughs) it's late to ask.
1: (laughs) Is that something that you should ask friends and people you connect with?
0: Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to phone calls. I, I do them regularly with other friends.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So just so you know, I, I hate it when people call me. So
0: I don't like to do it with other friends. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, that's I feel like I, I feel like that's why we did I don't even know why we started doing voice notes. I think it was just because I got lazy. I think, yes,
1: I remember that moment. I think one day you were like, I'm like making tea or something. I don't know. You were making something, coffee. (laughs) And then you started leaving. I I thought it was so awkward at first when I like sent you one. I'm like, I'm just talking to myself. I was self-conscious about it. And I think it was only... And I think it's, like, those things where it's, like, you start off with a five-minute, or it wasn't even five-minute. I think it was, like, a minute of a... 30 minute. seconds. <laughs> and then now, it's, like, an actual legit podcast of 20 25 minutes of um, your Just day. whatever.
0: <laughs> I do, like, I do know, um, like, from my end, it was more so, like, because you would, like, it would be my time to, like, when I wanted to respond to, like, a series of your... Like vents or if there was something that was happening, and it was like a way for me to respond in like real time, but then not have to like go through the motion of like re- like replying to each thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now it's just been like, well, here's an update of my morning, and
1: <laughs> I love that it works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, like, how? I mean, how has your like view on love? change throughout your life like from when you were younger to now like how has it shifted throughout your life
0: I mean I, I do think that this book helped like reframe some of like the lens that I had on love just in terms of like looking at how I approach all types of relationships I don't know I feel like I'm a very like uh, like I'm a romantic at heart so my like main goal all throughout feel like my life besides like I don't know when you're a kid like you have love for your parents and like that's that's like the foundation of like I love my mom I love my dad I love my siblings um but then like high school Savannah to like now was just very fixated on like I need a relationship I need to find my person and now it's been like I've just been looking at finding love through friendships and and sort of re- framing like the way that I build connections with people um so it's been it's been like a nice change it's been like it, but it's also been a little bit gradual too um but reading through the book like it definitely helped me to be like oh that's what this is like that this is just different forms of love and connection yeah yeah what about you
1: um I, yeah I think it's similar where when we're younger we have this like very I guess narrow uh perspective on what love is right and you Mm. know when we're younger it's like our parents for our whole life um you know they'll always be there or whatever um and then as you grow older it's like and I think it's like the whole culture around what love is um I personally felt like I had there's like a lot of pressure sometimes on like the connections that I'd be making and thinking that okay this one person like for the longest time I wanted to find like a best friend because I never so I'm glad Mm -hmm. I did find you eventually (laughs) but I mean like for the longest time it's like I was like I must find a best friend um but then like it was constantly like almost putting so much pressure on any friend that you meet and being like this person will be the person and sometimes when it comes to you know, connecting with people, it's what you just said, right? It's gradual. You cannot, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like the vibe. Sometimes it's just the energy. And, you know, if you're not, if you're forcing the situation, it just means like that person might not be at that level that you actually are vibing with or, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think the older that I've gotten, the more that I, like I still have, you know, this, openness and like a a certain level of this is what I want in friendships this is what I want in relationships but also not to put too much pressure on people and my expectations in them is just trying to see them like who are they right now and is that okay do they fit in my life
0: yeah yeah I do I feel like expectations are the worst And also it's like when you do, or like, I mean, I think we've both gone through this where like we meet somebody who's really cool and you build them up in your head and you're like, this is the most amazing person. I want to like be friends with them. I want them in my life forever. And so then you like change yourself in a way to hold their interest or like build, like form some sort of connection where you're like, oh, they really like, I don't know, like this, this type of book or like this type of movie and so you just really lean into like I can force myself to like this thing too. <laughs> and it's like when you think about it that's actually like the worst way yeah to connect with somebody because you're not being your authentic self.
1: For sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah, I remember like one it was
1: like like a it was like a text message thing with someone and I was like, I also, I mean, I also do love children's literature. Um, I did take a course on children's literature. So, you know, I wasn't lying. But <laughs> this guy was like, so what children's literature books, you know, do you like? And I was like, um, I was like, oh, and I was, I started Googling and I'm like, children's books. And then at the middle of it, I'm like, wait, am I going to like, really read all of these like top literature books just to like get this person to like me. And then, so I kind yeah. of like ghosted afterwards cause I'm like, wait, I can't do that. Like I have to be true to who I
0: am, not try to be someone else. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, I mean, I feel like we all do that where we get caught up and like, Oh, like, like cause you're, you're trying to find a way to pinpoint, like to build that connection Mm-hmm. I mean, for like us, it was like so organic, like being in the same space, but then also being able to like transfer that, you know, past that, those positions. But it is, it's so funny when you're like, I'm going to really lean into just like this one, this one thing, there are no other interests that could nope. potentially work. One um, topic. <laughs> children's literature. Perfect. Like I, I'm so knowledgeable. <laughs> I was a child once and I read. A book. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 It's uh yeah, it's interesting like the things that we do to build those those connections. And it's all in like the name of like love and safety and security and, and, con- and connection ultimately. Yeah. Yeah.
1: As we wind down our conversations on love about conversations on love <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering Savannah if you you know are you going to read this book further beyond the 30 percent and what are you you know what are your last thoughts around it
0: I definitely will I mean I think right now I'm, I've just been like so not lazy but I just haven't been in the mindset that I feel like I would want in order to like consume the book in a good way. But from the 30% that I read, like it was like, it's been so interesting and like the perspectives that the author brings into the book, it just, it like reframes sort of your worldview. And I think that's, what's important about this type of book. It's, um it's such a nice collection of stories and like how people approach certain things in their lives. So I, I do think like it's, one of those like things that will stay like that that are evergreen like you'll always be able to go back to it and sort of reference it and I hope that like once I do finish it that I will go back in different moments of my life and like read through excerpts and and sort of reconnect it in a different way. For me yeah I think I would
1: continue the last 40% of the book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I think you touched upon something that I guess is one of the reasons why I haven't read the book like in one go or in one sitting because it does leave you with a lot of thoughts to ponder. Yeah. And you do, you need, you do need to have, in order to get the most out of the book, I think you really need to be in a space where, you know, you're not just like reading it like in five minute bursts. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like you really need to like digest it. Um, Because when I was reading it, it it was, it was reminding me a lot of like my own insecurities or the stuff yeah. that I was like thinking about. And, you know, sometimes you can't do that when you're reading in a bus and, you know, you don't want to be crying when you're in a bus. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think definitely it does, it does deserve to be finished, at least on my, on my perspective. Um, and, and yeah, I think of the 60% that I've read, it has really opened up my, my eyes in terms of just having that language of some of the things that I was already thinking about Mm-hmm. Um, and then knowing that, you know, it's actually, it's normal. It's normal to feel insecure about, you know, aspects of your life. It's normal to have, you know, different kinds of love. And that not, it's just, it's not just like that one romantic love that we all kind of look at as like the gold standard of what love is. There, is, there are other types
0: of love that also deserves the spotlight and deserves your attention it's the thing about nonfiction books where you like realistically you have to sit with them yeah for a period of time in your life some of them are really good I mean this is it is a really great book it's it's written so well but it does have like a good it it has like a huge impact (laughs) while you're reading it you're like I got to take a breather. <laughs>
1: <Right>? Yeah, <laughs> One of those books where it's like, you cannot just like, it's not like a popcorn kind of movie or yeah. anything, right? So I honestly I feel for both of us, you know, we we didn't go through it very quickly, not because it was like a not well-written book, but it, it was because it was so dense in the way that it delivered information and how it affected actually our own, you know, personal lives that, you know, we, we kind of needed to, take our time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that's important. Like I I think as I said in the beginning, like at the 30% mark, you kind of know if you're going to keep it up, or if you're going to shelve it, or if you're just like never going to read it again. And I do think that this is a book that like, you absolutely should read, even if it's just 30%. Like it's, it opens up so much of your like worldview and it really makes you think and like re-examine how you approach love in your life. Amazing. All
1: right. So I guess that's where we'll end for today. Thank you so much for listening and subscribe, like leave reviews on wherever you listen to this. And I hope that, you know, this conversation has opened up your mind around love and your relationships and your friendships and follow us on social at Instagram at the digital look and see you next time. Thank you.